Hi, I'm Holly Cates, personal stylist and style coach extraordinaire. Hi, I'm Nolan Meter, celebrity stylist, shopping messiah, and accessory addict. We are the best friends that you never knew that you needed. We are the industry insiders and fashion's odd couple. In both of our everyday lives and at industry events, we see the best and unfortunately the worst in clothing and style. We are fashion partners in crime dedicated to stopping the most heinous of all fashion crimes on the street, the runways, and beyond. Join us as we take you inside our world, spilling the secrets of our experiences in the industry and inside our minds, judging people in the most loving way possible most of the time, and stopping fashion criminals dead in their crocs. It's more important than just the do's and don'ts. Jump on the Hot Mess Express as we teach you how to be your best and most stylish self. Hello, hello. Hey, hey, hey. What is up? And welcome to the show. This is Fashion Crimes Podcast with your favorite personal stylist, Holly Katz. That is me. And I am always assisted. So humble to be with my bestie, celebrity stylist, fairy gay mother, bestie of all besties, Mr. Nolan Meter. Hello. I'd still like that on a pillow. I know. Nolan, I totally picked someone up. I know you're shocked about that. Oh, shocker. Holly made a friend. <laughs> so Nolan made me go to Boston. I think it was two years ago. We were walking around. We must have been separated anyway. No, we were separated. So here's really what happened. Okay, hit he, it. I was staying with my friends because they had a very big charity event that night that they were putting on and Holly had come to support my friends. And so she was staying at a hotel. I was staying at my friend's house. And so she was in the city. I was just outside. And I spent that day at the house because I was, you know, having my hair done and, you know, shit like that. And <laughs> so I, it's true. And I was like sitting in, I was sitting in the living room and the guy's like doing a little bit of a style or whatever. It was lovely. Anyway. So I'm like, Holly, go occupy yourself. And also it was how I conned her into buying a handbag because she came to the event and was like, shit, I didn't bring a clutch. I was like, go, go to Dolce, buy a handbag. And she did. And after that, she stumbled upon this store and she called her. She's like, I just found the coolest store ever. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm like, I'm getting in the shower. What do you want from me right now? Anyway, I picked her up. Allison Derry. Welcome. 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 Allison, thank you so much for being on the show. We love you. Thank you for having me. It was such a pleasure meeting you and having you in the store. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I totally ransacked her store. I was like, I want this. I want this. I want this. This is amazing. Then because her pieces transform, like you can wear one top a few different ways. And all this, I totally I said, stand over here. You're cute. Let's do a video. I put her on my Instagram. It was amazing. Then Two years, let's fast forward now. I'm talking to Nolan about getting guests. And I said, ooh, I wonder if that lady at the store Purities in Boston would be on the show. He's like, bitch, you went in there once. I said, I know, but I'm going to ask her. And that's how nice you are to be on the show. Amazing. <laughs> I want to hear everything. How you started, where you came from, what's your deal, what's your steez. Hit it. All right. So... What we do over at Parodies is every piece of clothing changes into multiple different styles. So, for example, there's a piece called the Albatross, and that could be worn as a long pencil skirt with little sleek triangle cutouts along the leg. But then those cutouts become your armholes when you flip it upside down, and it becomes a cocktail dress, which you can also change into a top. 
So the whole purpose of everything shifting into different articles of clothing is so that women can seamlessly transition from any potential setting. So you can look professional in it. You can work out in it. You could turn it into evening wear and it makes it very easy to travel as well. And so everything in the collection also wicks moisture. It's machine washable, dryer safe, and it's all made in USA. And all the shapes purposely uh, have the ability to be combined together. So it's basically an incredibly elevated capsule wardrobe that you can wear in any potential setting. And how I had come up with the brand, I'm actually a little bit of my background. So I'm a non-practicing lawyer and also in law school, I also went into a yoga teacher training program because law school was pretty stressful. <laughs> it was just as stressful as people said it was going. <laughs> you needed the Zen. So you started teaching yoga. Yeah. So it, well, so I started doing yoga for the first time and then went into um, a yoga teacher training program. So graduated from law school, you know, got certified as an instructor. And then at the time I was living in California, but I'm, I'm from the Boston area. I moved back to Boston. This is a summarized version of my story, <laughs> but I, I realized after passing the bar exam, so I passed the, the Massachusetts bar exam, that I really didn't want to be a traditional lawyer. And I, I kind of known that for a while, but I wanted to finish what I started. And I had eventually come up with the concept when I was trying to get ready one day. And I had a conservative meeting to attend, but I also wanted to hit up a yoga class after that. And then I wanted to meet up with some of my hipster friends for drinks after that. But I didn't have enough time to run home and change in between each event. And I couldn't show up to that conservative meeting looking like a bag lady with a bunch of wardrobe changes. So I just had to miss out on doing the things I actually wanted to do, like the fitness class and meeting up with my friends. And that was just like a continuous scenario that you, you know, you find yourself in if you're trying to do quite a bit, you know, have your social life, focus on your wellness, also like trying to achieve all your goals. And I was like, you know what, if I had clothes that looked very sleek, modern, clean, but like had the ability to shift into different articles of clothing so that I could be appropriately dressed for any setting, then I wouldn't miss out on experiences. And especially knowing that experiences are what we value the most. And if we feel like our wardrobe is hindering our ability to experience all the things we wish to experience, I wanted to solve that problem. And so that's why, too, once I came up with the concept, I started you know, teaching myself how to design and the whole production process and all of that. That was my next question. So for yeah. someone who doesn't know anything about fashion, garment construction, nothing, are you just that smart? You just figured it out. Where did you go? What did you do? I'm, you know, I can be a little bit nerdy. <laughs> and when, so I, I've done a lot of different things in my past too. And when I am interested in something, I want to, you know, become essentially a master of whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So in, you know, starting off, I, I would just talk to people. I would do tons of research, watch YouTube videos, um, talk to manufacturers, talk to CEOs in the industry, just continuously learning by, you know, finding 
mentor like people who would then tell me about another person that I would find and then just learn more and more. And especially once you find some like industry people that actually deal with production and because it's hard to, you have to sell yourself, especially when you're first starting out because people don't take you seriously. I was just about to say, how did you get any manufacturers (laughs) to take you seriously? Um, I was pretty convincing. I mean, because you're an attorney. That's why. (laughs) And I mean, like, even as a child, people were always telling me like that I I should be an attorney because I was very convincing. And then I was always like very creative. So people were like, oh, you should be in fashion or you should do this. And so it's kind of like this pursuit of creating this like brand kind of uh, fuse together all of the different things that I've been interested in. Like I was even before going to law school, even though like I was working as a paralegal, I also had like a side jewelry business where I was designing some jewelry and I was also, I was teaching master dance workshops and like urban styles of dance. So I've always been into some form of movement. And so this kind of like brings together a lot of the things that I found a lot of interest in combining it into one it was more like just trying to be very convincing and being like no this is the wave of the future is what I would say you know when I would try to get manufacturers to take me seriously and take my really small production runs right right um and just being like no if you like give me a shot like I'm gonna give you a ton of business and that's kind of how you have to learn very quickly too because there's a lot of like with every industry, there's industry vocabulary. And if you don't have the vocabulary, it's very challenging to communicate what you even want. (laughs) And, you know, I took a lot of notes, created spreadsheets. So like I was creating my own educational class, if you will. And I also like during that time when I was starting the brand um, and a little bit before I actually like went ahead and started the brand. I worked for, so this was post-law school, right before, like before starting the brand, I worked for a company called Karma Loop. And I don't know if you've heard of them before. I haven't. What is it? So it was the largest online retailer of streetwear. So no one, have you heard of that? Yes, I think so. Yeah, they were huge before they filed for bankruptcy years ago. So I don't know where they're at now. Um, I'm still really good friends with with the founder. They they were enormous. So I had started like after passing the bar, I started working for Carmelo because I was like, you know what? I know I want to start a fashion business and this will be like an MBA for me and it'll get paid at the same time. So I became the executive assistant to the CEO founder at the corporate headquarters in Boston. So it was like over 200 employees in every facet of the company was under that roof. From like marketing, customer service, tech, you know, you name it, uh, photo, all of it. So it was a great learning experience and seeing too, like Greg Selko, the CEO, founder of Carmeloop, um, or a former CEO, but the founder, like everything, like I learned a lot from him, especially with all the fundraising they went through and, you know, the trials and tribulations of like trying to grow tremendously. So it was a great learning experience. And then, after that, I also, this was, so I, I eventually left Karma Loop and then started creating parodies. And during that time too. Tell us about the name and where it comes from. So parodies is actually the etymological background of the word paradise. 
So it was initially an ancient Persian word that meant garden or walled enclosure. But then it was adopted by the Greeks to mean garden, garden of Eden, heaven. And then it came into English as paradise. Huh. I just learned something. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Well, I think that is such an unbelievable start. And I love your drive and ambition and you know what you wanted, you know what you knew what to do. And it's sort of like the path aligned for you. So my next question is, where did you go to get your fabrics or even begin to know this fabric's better than this or what, or how would you even know where to go to source? So I um, just started doing tons of research again and I would um, find companies, I would request swatches and I even would go to mills, like mills that actually produce the fabric and, you know, speak with people there and have an understanding of, what their offerings are and like what the qualities are of all of their different styles. So I did quite a bit of research and then I I realized in putting together like kind of my factor list of what things. So basically it became a lot easier when I put together a factor list where I didn't waste as much of my time or the uh, fabric distributors or, or the mills time. And when I say factors, like for me, I needed everything to have four-way stretch. It needed to be moisture wicking, needed to be easy wash and dry. Mm -hmm. I wanted it to be opaque, breathable, not smelly. That's a long list. (laughs) Yeah, it was a pretty long list. And I'm like, you know what, if if you what like what you sent me didn't meet this factor, you know, can you meet all of the factors on this list? And so then it was a way to also eliminate different sources of material and also so I'm not using up their time too. Okay. And they're like, no, no, we don't have anything that meets these requirements. Gotcha. These are mills in the U.S., right? Yeah, everything is is USA made. Um, so Love I that. source all my material. Yeah, like that was, that was something that was very important to me in terms of like my values. And that, that's a big thing too in like starting a company Like I definitely sat down and wrote down what my values are to make sure because it's something that's nice to return to, too, to making sure to make sure that you don't deviate from your values. Nolan, have we written down our values? (laughs) We haven't. But I mean, I feel like that's definitely a really important thing with brands these days, especially over the over like the past four years, especially a lot of people are shopping not just based off what they like anymore, but off of brand loyalty and like companies that align with their values. Like for me. One of the reasons I love the Tory Burch brand so much, other than, you know, I love her clothing, handbags and whatever, but the clothing really, I think is beautiful, is that I love the way she runs her company. I love the ethics that she has and the causes she supports. And so that's why I'm very loyal to her company. And like, you're the same way. Like I was just looking earlier at your website and you have like all of the causes you support and they're all causes I support too. So like that these days, I feel like is such an important thing that so many people think about when they are shopping is not only like what brands am I supporting, but what are they, what are the brands then supporting? Mm -hmm. And let me just tell you just a little bit of positive feedback. Nolan is my stylist, right? And I, that's what I think makes me a good stylist is that I have a stylist because I'm really good at styling other people, but I need help with me. 
And Nolan has been taking me on as a, you know, as a pity project, but it's been great and it's evolved our friendship. But the point is, he's like, you're such a sucker for customer service. And to me, that is number one, number one, because I treat my clients like gold and I expect the same treatment. And if I don't, I go somewhere else. That being said, when I came into your store, not only are you the founder, you're the CEO, you're the designer, you're the source, you do all the sourcing, you do all the, I mean, there's not really much trim, but if there was, I mean, you, there's something that you don't do, right? And then you're present in the store so people can ask you about the product. You can say, look, this is the fabric. This is what I've sourced. This is what the, you know, this is how it's made. It's made in the USA. And you're the pinnacle. You are the brand. And that to me was so impressive. I buy a lot. I shop a lot. And I just loved being able to interact with you and that you're not an untouchable and you're a small business. And I love supporting small business. We love to support small business designers. Nolan knows a million designers. We love to give those people props when we can. So that's important to me as part of your values. And hopefully that's your values is to be present so people can, they can see who you are. I think that's really important. Thank you. I mean, it's true. Yeah. And I I try to be very present even to when, you know, other people are working the store. Like we go through a lot of training and and role playing, which is kind of fun. But I can tell that I intimidate the people working for me sometimes because I'll play the role of very difficult customer. Right. And asking them very challenging questions Mm -hmm. just to make sure that they're very educated on the product because it's very important. It's like, Everything's minimalistic and all of that, but especially with the utility and the functionality, not just when you're transforming the pieces, but also the qualities, like when I was describing the factor list, like the qualities of the fabric, what is it made out of, you know, where does this come from? Because that all really adds up. And especially when consumers are a lot more educated now than they were before, and they, they ask those really important questions. You know, and I, I try to make myself like now I, I'm in the store pretty much every single day and I try to make myself very available because, you know, it's important. This is also like my baby. You know, it's my child. Not only was I impressed by you the first time I met you, but when I called you, you're like, I totally remember you. Nolan's like hook, line and sinker. OK, she's oh, but also you're not exactly forgettable. You roll in a place <laughs> and it's like. Hey, cover. <laughs> saying, I like nice people. I know, but let me give you an example. If we, I don't think we're even allowed to return to the Aloe Yoga store in Soho. Okay. Yes, we are. I guess we are. You scarred I, that poor girl. Let me tell you, she's walking around this store and we were in there 10 minutes and somehow ends up with, I kid you not, 18 pieces of yoga where I, I'm like, we can never go back there. The poor people are traumatized I because we went in there like a, like a tornado. I just wanted to get in and get out. But the point is... You scarred that poor girl. Maybe, but I'm very loyal. So I want to talk about what I think is everyone in fashion has to talk about now is the work from home movement. And that's another reason why I wanted to talk to you because you were doing this before, before. And how smart are you to do pieces that are transitional? They're ageless. Anybody can wear them. And it's comfortable and it's not yoga pants. That is the ass kicker is that it's a dress, it's pants, it's a skirt, it can be a top, it can be this, whatever. And you show different ways. There's a dress you can wear forward, you can wear it backward. 
you have done the work from home movement before it was a work from home movement. So tell me, how has your business increased or the same, or how has this affected parodies? I mean, for us, the people definitely see the value, but we also hit like, and one, one of the things that people have said are, is that the brand is recession proof in the sense that it works for like any situation we're in really. Right. And so it's very valuable for that work from home individual who's, you know, on their Zoom meetings and they want to take like a quick class, you know, a, a virtual class. Like they run over to their mat, they exercise, they can jump back onto Zoom looking presentable, put together, and they're still super comfortable all day long. Because even though you look super chic and put together in these pieces, you feel like you're wearing pajamas. Totally. I have two tops that I love. I wear them all the time. I love them. That was the first round that I bought. Well, and what's nice is like these days, so many people are investing in fancy things they can wear at home, like cashmere sweatsuits, which are beautiful, but aren't necessarily the most transitional when the world is normal again, knock on wood someday. These pieces, I'm looking at them, you can be comfortable in them at home now. And then as soon as the world's open again, it's not like it's lost product that you're never going to wear again, because it's things that you can just transition into your life. And for me, like aside from them just being like travel brilliant, like every woman who lives in a city should be shopping with you because outside of a city, a lot of people have cars. And like when I, when I was growing up, if we needed to change our clothes, we could put in the car. You can't do that in a city. And so that becomes a huge issue. And also nobody has closet space in cities. So to have one piece that does four things is genius. That's why I was, I felt like it was a good match for me. Um, I don't want to talk about the amount of money I spent today on your website. Just saying. I'm you didn't sure, even tell me this. What? I know. I'm sure my order rolled in. Um, yep, I saw that. Thank you. <laughs> I thought what is going to be practical for me. And again, this is like first world issues, but I have a hard time in the summer because I don't love wearing shorts. I don't love it. I don't love the way my legs look. I just don't love it, right? I'm a maxi skirt all day long, dresses all day long. I just don't love shorts. It's so hot in Atlanta. It's Africa hot. It's Louisiana hot. It's Florida hot. So I started wearing shorts. Nolan helped me pick out some shorts. Fine. It's not that serious. It's not that deep. I get it. But I got your little skirt today. And I said, won't this be cute because it's not too short. It's my age group. And then if I don't want to wear it, I could change it to a top because who knows how many strapless tops I have and like crop tops. I have all that. I got a couple of those too, but I love that little skirt because I don't have, I'm not committed, you know, to wearing it as a skirt. That's, that was attractive to me. I love that. Yeah. Cause you definitely have options and I like that you've both touched on so many like major points and I guess to, to backtrack for a second too, with your question about like the whole work from home movement it's interesting because uh, perception has changed slightly. And that's what I love about being in the store so frequently is that I learn so much from customers in terms of how they're identifying with the product. And beforehand, um, before the, the, you know, work from home movement and pandemic, everybody that would come in the store would be like, oh my God, this is so great for travel. This really meets my lifestyle and all that. And now that people aren't traveling as frequently, they're like, oh my God, this is so great for work from home. Then I can do my workout classes. I can go out, can walk the dog and not look like a mess. You know, you can 
run your errands, like put together, but you can also wear it later. And because that's the thing too, is that the product is incredibly durable and will last a very long time. And that's why I also too, with all the styles, I base them off of what I, I envision to be classics so that they're things that can last in your wardrobe for a long time. Because no one too, you touched on like, this isn't just like, you know, a velour, you know, sweatsuit or whatever, cashmere suit. <laughs> yeah, it's not the Juicy Couture re-edition. It's not the, <laughs> it's not the, as much as we love, I love a Sally LaPointe cashmere sweatsuit. I do, but $800 for a sweatsuit and then you're like, I have to put on real clothes and go back to work now. I can't wear, I can wear this on Sunday to brunch, but even then I like have to put heels on. So like, you know, it's one of those things where it's great and comfortable and like casual enough now, but then when the world's open again, you can still do something with it, which I think is so genius. I mean, and it's just so great for me. I keep talking about summer, but it's not all about you. I mean, let's be honest, it is, but I have to say that for my conscience. I conscience. I know, but that is that is where you're coming in for me, is what I got today. The tops that I got before when I first met you are long sleeve tops, and I wear them frontwards and backwards because I love them and I love the colors. What I want to know, Allison, is what designers do you wear? What are you wearing when you're not wearing your own clothes? Like, what's your jam? Or do you only wear your own clothes? Because there are <laughs> designers who only wear their own That's clothes. That's true. I didn't think about that. That's true. Yeah, in all honesty, you'll only see me in parodies. Wow. I wear parodies. Yeah, I wear every single day. Hardcore. Everywhere. Well, yeah. and there are some people I know who are designers who, like, they, you know, they sort of joke, they're like, well, I get high on my own supply. Like, and if I don't make something and I need something, I'll just make it. Exactly. I didn't think that, but how cool is that to have that skill? I don't have that or that creativity <laughs> to, to create. I can, once something's made, I can put it together to look nice, but I don't have that kind of creativity. And I had a friend the other day who said to me, well, if you don't have this jacket, let's make it. And I, and I said, what? Like, you can't do that. Yes, we can. So, I mean, I'm sure as a designer, that must be a really fun thing. Oh, I need a dress for this event. All right, let's get to work. Yeah, exactly. That's actually what I wore. If you look on the website, there's two styles. Um, one's called the Sandpiper and the other one's called the Plover. There was a wedding that I went to not too long ago. Everyone got tested beforehand. <laughs> and so <laughs> I wore that and it was a total hit. And so many people were asking me about it that then I introduced it into both styles into the collection because people saw photos of me dressed up at the wedding and like, oh my God, what is that? Come on, you don't wear jeans. Come on now. No, it's actually very challenging to wear jeans after you wear knits for so long. <laughs> like wow. I, can under, I can understand that because jeans are really restrictive if you're used to wearing knits. That's re, it's like a it's the difference of feeling like you're sort of in flowy fabric versus feeling like you're getting a constant hug. Yeah, like I can't put them on. And I also like I just find jeans very uncomfortable. So the only things that I wear outside of my collection, I'm I'm very into vintage clothing. I get inspired mm. quite a bit from vintage clothing. Love and so that. I have a lot of vintage coats. So oh, I'll combine that. my stuff with vintage coats, vintage costume jewelry, vintage purses. And that's generally what my style is. Once in a while, like maybe I'll wear like hats from different brands. 
I was just peeking. I didn't know you made hats, but now I now I, I need to get a hat because I am in the Arctic for the holidays. So it's like oh, <laughs> the Arctic. Three um, degrees here. It's ridiculous. My next question: I would never have pegged you for that. I never ever pegged you for that. My next question is: there is one picture with a, one of your a model is wearing a bikini, and then she has like your the zhuzh over it. What I can't remember the name of the product. Um, it's like a thing that you can turn into a dress or wear it open. The, the, the hair in. So are you going to make bathing suits for me? I mean, for your customers? <laughs> I, I've been thinking about it. I was just with that photo shoot or just showing that because with that particular style. So that one you can wear as a cardigan two ways. You can wear it open. You can wear it lightly tied in the front. And then you can wear it as two different dresses, a wrap gotcha. dress and then a boat neck uh, dress with a plunging V in the back. And there's this really pretty ruching. Yeah, the boat neck is my favorite. I mean, it's just stunning. It's very formal and fancy, but I wear it as a beach cover-up in the summer. And then, so I'll wear it over my bikini. And so I wanted to just demonstrate that, like the versatility, because you can go from wearing it over your bikini to then turning it into a dress if you want to go into a restaurant and go out to eat and look a little bit more, you know, covered Love, up or put together. Loving that. And mm-hmm. let's, I want to talk about the mask because we are going to interview someone who makes masks for a living. And literally that's all she makes is masks and scrunchies. <laughs> and my beef is I look like I work at a dentist office. The only mask I can breathe through is the blue ones, the ugly ones that my, I have a pea head. My face is too small. The, can you breathe through your masks? I mean, do you wear them all day? What's the deal? I wear them all day long because especially I'm in the store all day long. So we're required to wear masks and they're made out of the same material that we make all the clothing out of. And I double layered them to make them a little bit thicker so that even though the masks are breathable, they're not so thin that you're going to be breathing on others so that that kind of defeats the purpose if they're ultra thin then you're just kind of spitting on everyone. And it's like, what's the point? Because I got some masks from Aloe because they were giving them away and it's literal t-shirt material. I'm like, how is this protecting me from germs? I'm confused. Yeah, it, especially if it's not woven very tightly because our material, in most of the styles anyway, it's it's constructed in a ponty. So mm-hmm. it's very tightly knit together. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then I double layer it and there's boning in the nose so that it doesn't slide down as okay. easily. And also because I also I was finding myself incredibly unattractive wearing like the traditional masks. And I also have extremely sensitive skin. So that's why I like everything to be very soft. And I so they're soft, but also they come down really low, like around the cheekbones so that you can show a little bit more face. So I was kind of basing it off of like a little bit of like kind of like a Mortal Kombat, like ninja feel, but like sexy. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Yeah. And so then too, because it's made out of the same material, you can have whole coordinated looks. Uh, That is my beef because we were talking about inauguration fashion and he was, Nolan was talking about these designer masks. I said, why am I going to buy, you cannot breathe out of it. He's like, this is not for breathing. This one (laughs) is for fashion. And I get that. But I was very interested in your mask because if you can sit in it all day, then I can sit in it all day. Definitely. It's so soft too. I just had like some designer friends come in and get some. 
because their masks, they were out and about and their masks were just uncomfortable on their faces. And they're like, hey, can we buy some of these from you? And they put them on and they're like, oh my God, this is so soft. Okay, can you add that to my order, please? Because I would like, I would like to try a couple and I cannot find any that work other than those horrible surgical ones. Yeah, I'll give you something that coordinates with what you ordered. I love that. <laughs> I love so, yeah, that. They're, they're really comfortable. And the other great thing about it, too, you know, in, in being a brand, like in terms of values, like what we were talking about earlier and sustainability, I've been trying to figure out, too, for a while, uh, a good way to utilize waste from production. And so this is a perfect because masks are so small that there are a lot of because generally when you're producing in large scale there's a ton of waste when you're cutting the fabric that just gets thrown away Mm -hmm. and so then i create the masks are made from the excess fabric i mean i have a literal girl crush on you i everything (laughs) you're saying is like my jam you're like nolan said values what you do being it's just so amazing to meet Nolan, is it nice to meet nice people who aren't assholes and who appreciate? It's very refreshing because in fashion, there are not a ton. Not a ton. Thank you. I mean, it's just that that you've always stuck out in my mind. And I, I I love what you do. And you're so wholehearted about it you're not I mean of course you're making money but you're not like I'm trying to be rich or I'm trying to be famous or I'm trying I mean maybe you are but you certainly don't act that way you know you're out to serve and that's why you're successful is because you're out to serve and yeah because it's also coming back I feel for a lot of people too like with you know and the initial values of starting the brand and always coming back to like why am I doing the thing that I'm doing like the why and kind of like feeling like you're fulfilling your purpose in a way. And I guess with the the current state of affairs, like reevaluating that again and, and coming back to the foundational values of why am I doing the th- these things? Like, why am I creating this brand? And remembering too, like the purpose of me creating the brand in the first place, like one, I didn't want to create a product that would do more harm than good. And the main purpose of creating the brand in the very beginning was so women could experience more so they didn't feel limited by their clothing. And so for me to have like an ego about anything like just doesn't really align with with my values or what I see my purpose being. And so when I see that like big egos in the fashion industry, I've never even been to fashion week before (laughs) because like I don't want to be surrounded by that type of mentality like I'm creating like minimalist pieces that can take you really really far that's the purpose and so I guess too that's like maybe why it's a little bit different because I don't really care about when you're asking me about what other labels I wear like I don't wear anything really with labels on it because I'm not wearing something to say like, Hey, I'm wearing this brand, you know, or this label. Mm-hmm. And because that, like I wear things that, that I like that look good and that I feel comfortable in. And because that's something that's important to me and I feel confident in. What's your shoe game like? So my shoe game, I, I do wear, I really like Sam Edelman. Mm-hmm. I feel like he makes a lot of classics. I'm very about, I love booties, ankle boots with a heel. Mm -hmm. 
And I like talking to the queen of booties. She has a bit of an issue. My friend Paula, (laughs) she's like, she calls them shabooties. Like, she's like, I need a pair of shabooties. That's what she calls them. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I love, and I've been wearing a lot of um, mules also, but I, I like, I'm very particular about, I am very specific about what shoes I'll wear. Um, so I like not a pointy toe, but a, not a rounded toe, but the in-between. Like an almond toe sort of situation? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Actually, I guess that is a good description of it. Yes. Yeah, an almond toe where it's slightly pointed, but not too pointy. And yes, yeah, slightly rounded. I find that just to be more elegant on the foot. Lately, I've been wearing white sneakers too. Like one of the girls working for me would only wear white sneakers. And I was like, what's up with that? Only white sneakers every day. And she's like, oh, they're the best. And I was like, you know what? I need to try that. And I'm on this white sneaker game now. And it looks really cute, especially like combining. Like we, like what Nolan was saying, we have these new hats too. And like mm-hmm, there's a cream mm-hmm. color hat. So then I can do like a cream hat with a cream mask with my white sneakers and we see you we see we, <laughs> we see you working that yeah and my hoops my hoop earrings <laughs> i want to know what the future holds what are you designing what is your next leap all right so i'm going to share a secret with you we're, we we're here we're the only ones listening literally <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, I've been learning quite a bit. Like I was mentioning before, I love being in the physical locations because I learn so much from people and seeing like what their needs are. And because that's too, like when I'm designing pieces, I see like I, I understand what a lot of women's insecurities are with different body types. And then I try to create styles that will work for different body types as well. And so that's why I love seeing people try stuff on and hearing what they have to say. You know, I'm in a new location um, since you had visited. What street are you on? So I'm on Newberry Street now. Get out of here! So I, I closed the Charles Street store in March. I terminated the lease over there. And so now I'm in a gigantic space on Newberry and it's a more shorter term lease. So there's a lot more flexibility and it's over 2000 square feet. It's brand new. It looks more like a gallery space. So it's much more on brand than the space that you had seen previously. Very, very modern, very minimalistic in here. And yeah, you you'd love it. It's um, moving on up. I mean, yeah, <laughs> good on you. Okay, so you're in your new space, Nolan. Are you taking notes? Because we have to go there when we go back to Boston. yeah. So and one of the cool things about this, you know, it, it's in because where I was before on Charles Street. If you're not familiar with Boston, in the uh, historic Beacon Hill on Charles Street, and so that's like you know incredibly beautiful a little bit more like old school yeah and it's a lot more locals than it is like tourists yeah and over here and it's it's a slightly older demographic or it is it is an older demographic so it's been a great learning experience moving over to this area because there it's a lot more vibrant there are a lot more younger people over here and having a better understanding of like you know, my demographic is even wider than I thought it was. And in Boston, that's, you know, the best address to have. It's the Madison Avenue of, of Boston. So, I mean, to be on Newbury is 
a goal Wait, for go, a that's lot of like, Mazel tov, congratulations. Like, that's incredible. <laughs> but Thank are, you. are you near Mike's Pastries? That no, is not question. even a little. Damn no, it. very far away from Mike's Pastries. Damn Mike's it. Pastries is much closer to the, Charles, the Beacon Hill oh, location. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Don't worry, Holly. We'll still go next time. Uh, don't worry. We're already in line. Okay, yes. Yeah, so I'm I'm the complete other end of Newbury, so the, the block closest to Mass Ave. So what I was saying, though, in terms of, of upcoming uh, designs and everything, in this location, so this location is, like, very, uh, like, everyone that comes in here, like, oh, my God, where's this brand from? Like, I have a projector going, like, that takes up, like, two walls that's showing lifestyle videos and changing videos, like, seeing the articles of clothing change and, like, white-framed TV on the wall with changing videos so it's very like sleek and everybody thinks that it's like, you know, a, a brand from like New York or Europe or LA or something. But almost every day I have men coming in asking for a men's section. Wow. Yeah, that never happens in the Charles Street store. But over on Newbury, it happens very frequently. And I think it's too like a little bit, you know, the creative direction I'm taking in this space. And so I'm introducing unisex. Hot damn. (laughs) (laughs) Nolan has been on an incredible weight loss journey. So he's like super skinny now. So he can buy off the rack. So he's all hype. Oh, I've been shopping like there's no tomorrow. It's very unhealthy. <laughs> like I bought, like I like I bought a Dior jacket last week. No good reason for it. Not even a little. Not a single one. But so you got to show off that bod. I know. Well now, well, now it's just like, ooh, it's on sale. Why not? I mean, his choices are limited. So that's so great. I cannot wait to come back and shop again. Even though I just dropped a little bit today. Um, I'm not afraid to drop more. We want to come see you. I want to tell all of our listeners that you have been so generous to give a 10% off discount code to anyone who wants to shop on your site. And the discount code is Holly K. Uh, love that. <laughs> Paradise is P-A-R-I-D-A-E-Z.com. Paradise.com. You're on Facebook, you're on Instagram. I mean, you're everywhere. You're with (laughs) us. We are so like proud to know you. You're like big time, big time. And what I want to, what I want to leave you with this. If you have any upcoming, somebody wants to make their own label. They want to start their own brand. They want to, you know, they're like a baby version of you. What would you tell them where to start or how to even go about designing? What what are some advice you have for any newbies coming up? Um, I'd say that it's a lot harder than you think it is in yes. the beginning. Yes. Things don't just come together. You have to make a lot of mistakes and waste a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. production can be a nightmare mm-hmm. if you don't know what you're doing. And even if you do know what you're doing, it can also be a nightmare. So basically, you have to be in it for the long haul. And because I've, I've seen it again and again, you know, people try to start something and like, geez, this is really hard. It's like, yeah, that's what you're signing up for. Right. So um, I'd say you have to have a lot of resilience. 
you know, being, getting used to hearing no. Um, but if you really, really believe in what you're doing, then just keep pushing for it. Cause if you truly believe in it, then that's all that really matters. And hopefully there's consumer demand there. Cause that really matters too. But you know, cause there were a lot of people in the beginning that, you know, said to me, like, I don't know, like, this is too different, or this is a different concept. Like, yeah, I don't think you should do this. And I didn't really listen to what anybody else had to say in that respect. Like, I really believe I saw something missing in the market. I know what, you know, our, our needs are in terms of, you know, not wanting to miss out on experiences that I just kept pushing forward. And so I strongly encourage that if, you know, listeners who really want to start something on their own really believe in a product to put forward. Because there's a lot of so much competition out there that you really need to either have a shitload of money behind you or do something that's notable and really different. Right. And I love what you said about not necessarily listening to everyone's opinions, because I love that. And especially recently, I've said, thank you for your unsolicited opinion. I'll put it in the basket of things I didn't ask for. Yeah, it'll just, it'll go in the basket of things I didn't ask for. Thanks. No, no, I say, I'm like, oh yeah, thanks. I'll put that in my special box, meaning the trash. Right. Exactly. I I I say that that. all the time. And because too, like even like from the beginning, when I first launched the brand like I had less traditional models and people were like you should get like real models because I would have different you know uh minorities yeah. and uh, you, you know old lady you got a pregnant lady you got <laughs> all kinds of I, the, and I love that I, I love because it because it's not real. just models wearing the clothes yeah duh yes exactly and because you want to be able to see like I really like it when I see someone who looks like me wearing something where I'm like 100%. oh that, that will work on me then it, exactly <laughs> I mean, I, I just, I am loving this brand, Parodies. It is on Newberry Street in Boston. Hello, big time. <laughs> I mean, you are not small time anymore. A little baby store. You have grown. You have blossomed. I feel like we've known you forever. Um, I have darkened your doorstep before. Don't invite me because I'll come back. And Nolan <laughs> is dying to go shopping in Boston. Die. Well, actually, actually, I'm going on Wednesday with uh, my friend Jennifer. So maybe if we have time, I'll pop in. Okay. Please do. Um, I didn't get that memo, but okay, we'll unpack that later. So um, <laughs> please go visit Allison at Parodies and look her up, follow her, use the 10% discount code Holly K. If you want to buy anything, you can't go wrong. You want to look fabulous? Shop at Parodies. Just saying. We love you. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for all of your advice and your inspiration and your product. I am a customer for life. I think we all know that now. And I'm going to get all my friends to shop there because I want you to have the business because look, because you're just, you're making great change in the world, making great change. And then you're going to make men's clothes and then you're going to make us happy because when we're happy, your life is better. Right, Nolan? Right. Well, and also we we don't hate a matching moment. We say we hate a matching moment and then we have matching things and we love it. And Nolan's like, can we have matching hats? Can we have matching bracelets? And then if we can have matching shirts or pants or whatever, uh, done, done and done. It happens a lot. 
Thank you so much, Allison. <laughs> Thank you both. It was such a pleasure speaking with you. This is tons of fun. And I hope to see you both in real life soon. Thank you. We will visit yes. soon. Um, this <laughs> has been Fashion Crimes Podcast. Holly and Nolan, the Hot Mess Express. Please follow us on Twitter, Fashion Crimes P, on Instagram, Fashion Crimes Podcast. Sign up for our newsletter. And we are out. Thank you for listening. <laughs>